Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have uh, Representative Chip Roy of Texas, who's been uh, doing some really great things uh, in Congress and has been speaking out, I think, in, in ways that you're going to really like. Uh, he comes on the program and has, and Glenn's incredibly awkward with him and almost ruins the relationship. Then we have Bill O'Reilly on for the hour. Bill uh, has his take on the week's events. Uh, and Dave Rubin joins us as well. He has He's announcing the, the new title of his new book. And he also is a guy who goes on a one-month sabbatical every year from all social media and the internet. He just abandons it completely, which sounds like paradise. He's going to come on, talk to us about that and his new book as well. Uh, it's all available uh, on the podcast today. Don't forget to subscribe, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. If you want to get on the Blaze TV bandwagon, you can get... Uh, Dave Rubin's show uh, every day, at least once he comes back from sabbatical, you can get it, Uh, and uh, as well as uh, Stu Does America and so many other programs. And while you're here, make sure to give us a second, rate and review the podcast. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars, and hop over and do the same for Stu Does America. We'd really appreciate it. Here's the podcast. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. We have a crisis at our border, and we're playing footsie with mask mandates in the people's house. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what this body is doing, the people's house. It's an embarrassment. It's a mockery. And the American people are fed up. They want to go back to life. They want to go back to business. They want to go back to school without their children being forced to wear masks, to be put in the corner, to have mental health issues. And we're running around here and the speaker comes down here at 10 o'clock in the morning saying we got to wear masks in the people's house while we've got thousands of people pouring across our border and Democrats don't do a darn thing about it. Heavily infected with COVID. I that was the day I truly fell deeply, deeply, passionately in love with Chip Roy. Um, if it wasn't for the icky sex, I would suggest that we got married. Um, but uh, maybe it's just me. Oh, stop it, Stu. Don't put your head in your hands. Uh, Chip Roy is with us now. Hello. Hello, Chip. How are you? you you're going all Obergefell on me here, Glenn. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure about this, this train of questioning, but, uh, but I, appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, uh, I have to just tell you, I, it was so good to see you stand up and you were you were saying the things and and i could tell you felt it the same things that so many americans are feeling you 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 are shipping these people in that we know have covid you did a test on them and you're just shipping them into the country and then you're telling us we're trying to spread covid we're we're killers if we don't get a vaccination or we don't believe in a mask are you kidding me it was really good really good well well glenn i appreciate it i mean the hypocrisy is astounding and and like this just is just the two issues now are all coming together where the american people are just fed up i mean there's dozens of issues that we're all pretty frustrated about but the the state of the border is an absolute abomination it's endangering texas it's endangering texans it's endangering migrants it's empowering cartels it's allowing covid to spread it's endangering border patrol agents and and we could talk chapter and verse about that and the fentanyl and the opioids all coming into our country meanwhile you've got the massive amount of tyranny 
being enforced upon the American people by the Biden administration and now Speaker Pelosi in the House of Representatives. And it, it is absolutely untenable. I'm not going to have it. Uh, I can't in good conscience be a leader of this country and be going down to the floor wearing a mask saying, OK, I'll comply, Speaker Pelosi, whatever you say, when there were literally 90 people hospitalized in D.C. when they uh, two weeks or a couple of months ago uh, rescinded the mask mandate. There's 27 in the hospital right now. There's been two deaths in the last two weeks. There's been more murders than that. It is an absolute absurdity what they're doing, and there's no science behind it. One last point. The capital position who told us we all have to wear masks again, he based that upon a CDC recommendation, which was based upon a study in India for a vaccine that is not approved in the United States that was not peer approved. In fact, it was rejected. And then they order us to wear masks. It's just all crap. So what's going on, Chip? What is this really about? This is about power. That is very simple. This is about power. You will be made to do what they say. You will be made to follow their orders. And this goes well beyond that. It's like critical race theory. It's everything else that they're trying to do to force us to bow down to the altar of the almighty, powerful, and government and all-knowing. It is 100%. You can see it in their rhetoric, right? It doesn't matter what the facts are. Glenn, my father is a polio survivor. I am decidedly pro-vaccine. But let's be clear. I'm decidedly pro-vaccine freedom. Make the choice based on the information available that is in the best interest of you and your family. The government has no frigging right to come in and tell me what to do. And damn, I'm going to stand up for my family, stand up for my staff when Nancy Pelosi says they have to wear masks. And I'm not going to comply. Very simply put. And in fact, they're going to cause Americans who might have gotten vaccinated to not get vaccinated because we're going to stick our middle finger up at the government saying mm-hmm. you don't get to do that. Yeah, I read an article about a year ago, and I happened to pull it off and, and save it. And uh, I went looking for it a couple of days ago. It's from the Rand Corporation. And it said that the government uh, was looking into ways, when there was a vaccine, looking into ways to convince the American people to take the vaccine. And it goes through all of the scenarios that they are recommending. None of them were belittle people, call them killers, force them to do it and tell them that they won't have any privileges that they're not trying to convince you know it's like this you also did a great job uh on the draft for women i'm sure all the women organizations are like oh finally we can be drafted um there's no reason for this this is there's nobody clamoring for this there's no draft that is coming it it, it is it's either they know something that we don't know and they're they're going to be drafting everybody, which I highly doubt, or they're doing it. So we're arguing again about something else. Well, I think there's a lot to that. Right. I think they try to do that to obfuscate and change the narrative away from their absolutely horrible leadership of this country. But I will say, however, when eight Republicans on the Senate Armed Services Committee vote to draft our daughters, then we need to be lighting a fire under the rear ends of Republicans and say, don't you dare. And I mean this. I mean, I I will have nothing to do with Republicans who vote to draft our daughters. You don't do that. You want to get rid of the draft? I'll have that debate. But I am not in any way, shape or form going to play uh, games and say that we're going to draft our daughters. And on this, you, know, you, you overall, went further. You went further. You you said this, quote, let me be perfectly clear. I will not be honoring whatever law is drafting my daughter. 
that that is a congressman saying if you make that a law i'll break it that's yep. a pretty big and deal yeah it is a pretty big deal they come in try with selective service and come in and get my daughter to have to sign that thing i ain't, i ain't gonna have anything to do with that obviously if she's 18 and she has a free will but i will back up her if she has no desire to uh, register for the draft and we shouldn't be sending our daughters to be put in the front lines in combat in foxholes in afghanistan iraq or anywhere else in the world it's absolutely absurd it's not good for our defense it's not good for our women and uh and i'll stand that i will absolutely die on that hill 100 percent. and 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 i will run against and i will fight any republican who's on the other side of that i have no patience for it have you read the uh white house plan or strategy for uh uh defense against uh domestic terrorism uh i have not it sounds like something that i'm uh yeah. probably do need to read yeah sure it's built yeah let me let, let me t- you just go to whitehouse.gov and and read it but uh chip i did a special on it uh wednesday and i'm telling okay. you it's not a plan it's already being done you'll know what, what's being done um, I mean, just look at what the Capitol Police are doing. Why are they opening up new offices in the West Coast and, you know, uh, in, in other cities other than Washington, D.C.? That's why you have the office of the FBI. You don't have a a Nancy Pelosi uh congressional police force out in the middle of america that only answers to congress it doesn't i can't foia anything that they're doing because it's part of the legislative branch i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure that i look at that document and, and watch your special from wednesday when we get off this if you have your team okay. send a link to that because i want to watch that i will and, and look i, I will mean, one of the reasons why i have very strong concerns about the uh the select committee uh, and empowerment there. We have standing committees that has oversight over, for example, the Department of Justice. I'm on House Judiciary Committee. Why are we hauling in the Attorney General of the United States and saying, okay, there's been 550 Americans arrested or charged with crimes about January 6th. Let's go figure out why, who they are, what they're charged with, why they're in jail, how long they've been in jail, what the conditions are. And you explain to me why they're getting the sentences they're getting or why they're sitting in jail. And then tell me, what you think then uh, led to all of this, right? Right. That's how you normally do it. When I was a prosecutor and we charged gun, uh, drug crimes, you, you charge the guy and then you go, okay, tell me who your you know, kingpin is. And you start kind of working up the chain. We have full authority to have an actual rational conversation, but we're not doing that. It's all political show. And it's not just a show, to your point. It's political. It's empowerment to empower them to be able to tell us how to live. And if any listeners out there don't uh, you know, have any doubt, this is a power grab to enforce the will of the left over you. That is what is going on. We are at a basically cold war for freedom in this country right now. That is terrifying. It is truly terrifying. Um, we're talking to Congressman Chip Roy. How can we help you? Right now, the most important thing we need to do is to ensure that we have conservatives uh, with an army of people behind them, uh, telling them and encouraging them and moving them forward to lead. So, for example, in 2009, 
part of the reason that we had a successful Tea Party movement, which led to a lot of good things, right? The formation of the Freedom Caucus, the election of Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, uh, ultimately the election of Donald Trump. Uh, you know, and I was a Cruz guy right in 2016, but then Donald Trump was elected mm-hmm. and then he took on the swamp and all the good things that we saw through America first. The last decade was a reaction to Obama and so forth. It was very much grassroots led. The American people, in my opinion, need to get fired up again. Remember the marches on the mall? Uh, peaceful, oh, yeah. uh, very well, well executed. But the marches where people came together and they said enough. We need to send a loud signal, enough on the masks, enough on the lockdowns, enough on you know, telling our businesses that they're going to be shut down, enough of paying people not to work, enough of wide open borders, enough of empowerment of cartels, enough with saddling with China and Iran over our, our, our friends and, and our national security, enough of all of this leftism, CRT, wokeism, destroying our schools, teaching our kids that America's evil, enough of that. We say no. We say no now. We retake our country. 2026 is our 250th birthday. It is time for us to reestablish our fundamental principles, reestablish freedom for our kids and grandkids, and do so together. It's our country, and these are our terms. Will you marry me? No, seriously. No, I'm kidding. You are fantastic, Chip. Um, uh, Really, you are saying the things, and I pray that uh, your soul uh, doesn't come under attack or you don't because uh, it will uh, that you uh, you stay strong um, we we need people you know one of the reasons why I think we're not going in, in in droves to Washington is because we did work hard to elect all those people and uh, a lot of those people not the ones you mentioned but a lot of the people that we sent there turned out to be just as bad you know the the democratic or the republican party has completely betrayed us and you know what i thought chip when you were on the when you were in the uh, well of the house um and you were speaking the other day uh, i i felt because i've been watching for this moment and it hasn't happened yet but you are on the edge of it that that uh uh charles sumner moment where he stood up in front of the house and said, you know what? None of you people believe any of this. You know, you all say that you're going to stop slavery and none of you are actually serious about it. And he, you know, he spoke the truth uh, to the power, to the Whigs and the Democrats. And that's what started the Republican Party. Uh, and, and you know, he got a bad beat down. I'm sure you know the, the history there. But I, I think... We are growing very close to that moment, and you almost had it this week. You almost had that moment. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. I'm not, I'm not, and you don't mean it this way, but I'm not looking for a moment what I, for me, but I am oh, looking I know that. for a moment for this country. And, and I will say this on the positive, and I, this is important. When I, when I outlined there uh, with respect to Mike Lee and, and, and Rand Paul and Ted Cruz, remember what led to that, right? Mike Lee beat uh, Bob Bennett, a longtime establishment stooge. Rand Paul beat Trey Grayson, the preferred establishment candidate. Marco Rubio beat Charlie Crist, who's now a Democrat. And and Charlie Crist was the NRSC Republican preferred candidate. Ted Cruz over David Dewhurst. We have these warriors here now because we demanded it. We have the Freedom Caucus, which didn't exist. We met in the basement of Tortilla Coast in 2013 when I was Ted's chief of staff and with a handful of rabble-rousers in the House. 
The Freedom Caucus was born the next year. We then established this fight. We were, we were fighting the establishment. And then Donald Trump basically ran on that anti-establishment platform. And he killed it. And here we're on a little bit of a, a kind of, a, you know, we're, a tide is pulling back a little bit. That's okay. We need to take all of those wins, kind of reestablish our fire, and now let's go finish the job. It is our job. It is our time. It is our country. We take it back now. Let's, we, but it's on the people. And, and we, we've got leaders who are interested in doing it, but it's on the people and, and, and us to work together. Chip, if you have time, I'd love to have you on uh, one of my podcasts. So we had an hour commercial free just to talk. Um, happy I think to do it anytime. I'm happy to come to Dallas, uh, you know, roll up the road from Austin, whatever's good for you. Great. Thanks a lot. Congressman Chip Roy from the great state of Texas. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Right now we're with Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Um, uh, Bill, let me just let, can we go through a few hot topics quickly and just let me get a quick snap sure. from from you. But I have, uh, I have the January from I have one go question ahead. from our previous conversation. Is Hunter Biden going to be at that Park City thing with the art? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's All not. Right. But I tell you, art could so easily be. And this is why Hunter Biden's Biden's doing it. Art is so subjective and the prices are just what whatever people will pay for it. It could so easily be a money laundering system. And I can almost guarantee you that's that's what that is. That's pay for play with Hunter Biden. That is so obviously corrupt. It's sickening. Um, All right. Let me get a couple of quick thoughts from you. The January 6th hearing this week. Uh, You know, as we discussed, I think, last week, this is just a play to ruin Donald Trump's reputation even further so he can't run again um, next time around and to put the uh, Republican Party on the defensive for the 2022 midterms. So if you look at the composition of the of the committee, it's a farce. So why would I I don't even pay attention to it right now. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. This week. Every little girl in America has a new icon and hero. Simone Biles comments. I don't have any comments on Miss Biles because I don't know what her situation is. And I think it's unfair yes. commentators like me and you to, uh, you know, give analysis on something. We just don't know what the woman's mental I agree. One hundred percent. I think we should all be compassionate. I I think that's the right way to go there. Okay, so I agree with you. However, I would add this because w- the story broke while I was on the air, and I said, "Please don't bash her. Please don't bash yeah. her." Remember, she went through horrid experiences. So I I agree with you one hundred percent. But I'd like to add, but that does not make her a hero or what she did heroic. It makes it understandable, but it doesn't make quitting does not make you a hero. I can understand. I can have compassion and it might have been the right thing for her to do. And I'm not going to judge it. But when the press comes out and everybody says, oh, she's so brave and heroic. We used to think when Nancy Kerrigan was was clubbed in the legs with with a pipe and yet she went out and skated anyway. We thought that was something to aspire to, not to get there and then quit. 
And ag- no, again, I, I don't blame her. I'm just saying no. the reaction from the press making that in heroics is the wrong message. And here's an observation. If Ms. Biles uh, was a conservative woman, uh, that reaction would not be that way from the press. Oh, uh, yeah, I sadly I agree. Um, uh, Governor Cuomo coming out this week saying, I never lied. And that's why Justice Department is uh, saying that uh, they're not going to do any more investigation. You know, uh, if anyone believes that politics doesn't influence um, law and order in this country, then they're living in, in the land of Oz. So, so let- Cuomo is going to go down to his grave saying, I never did anything wrong. No matter what evidence is presented, what the situation is, that's what narcissists do. Okay? Hmm. They never do anything wrong, no matter what the situation or the evidence is. And that's it. You can tie up Andrew Cuomo in a narcissist bow, and there you go. Biden Justice Department is dropping the charges on the Chinese military spies that were arrested here in America. Comment? The Biden Justice Department does not want any problem with China, nor does President Biden himself. So no matter what China does short of invading Taiwan, you're going to have a passive response to it. It's it's clear that President Biden is so weak that he is not able to confront anything. And I want to make one, uh, and this is an important point about the COVID discussion we had in the first half hour that I hope people heard and will go to your website and my website, BillOReilly.com, to listen to because I do post these conversations. President Trump was brought down by COVID. He lost because of COVID. If COVID had not appeared, he would have won re-election because of the economy was strong. Biden's going to lose re-election because of COVID. People are not going to forget what they heard and saw this week. They saw a president who could not put out a cogent, intelligent, fact-based message. He couldn't do it. Incapable of doing it. And that has caused so many unintended consequences, so much angst, so much bitterness. People will remember that. So ironically, both Trump and Biden are one-termers because of COVID. All right, so let me ask you this. You have Kamala Harris, and I honestly don't think that Joe Biden is going to make it uh, through his old his whole term. I'm not saying that he's going to die. I'm just saying he is so clearly affected uh, when I saw him with the Iraqi prime minister this week, I, I, I just tried to put myself in the shoes and listening to him. I tried to put myself in the shoes of the prime minister. And I thought if I were sitting in that room next to him, I think this guy has no idea what we're really talking. This guy's not in charge of his faculties. So I don't think he's going to make it his full term. But I can't imagine uh, Kamala Harris being the president. No one even her own party, no one wanted her as vice president. No one. Who's going to want her yeah, as president? 
I see it differently from you, as uh, sometimes happens. I think that Joe Biden will, unless he is uh, physically impaired, make it for four years because that's what the progressive movement wants. They don't want anyone running the country who has any original thoughts or problem solving skills. I mean, I'm sure you saw the five pillars of the border that came out uh, from yeah. Vice President Harris's office. I mean, yeah. it was like a third grader. And I'm not I'm not de- I'm, I'm sorry to demean third graders. It was like something <laughs> coming out of Miss Crabtree's class in third grade. Uh, we're going to solve all the corruption problems in Central America and Mexico. Uh-huh. Sure you are. We you know, we sent that's, that's a, Right. Go ahead. The the progressives don't want to solve the border problem, Beck. They don't want to solve it. They want an open border where anyone can come to the United States because mm-hmm. the progressives believe that will lead to socialism. That's what right. they want. Have a guy I know, and which there. is a perfect reason why Cuba, we've sent 50 people back to Cuba. We're sending them back. These are the people we should be welcoming, but they generally yeah, don't violent. support socialist and democratic policies, and they don't vote for Democrats, generally speaking. And that's, I think, why they're sending him back. And it is it's an abomination. The, Biden is basically a pimp. He is pimping children from the from the uh, from South America and from Mexico. He's letting them come over. They are being pimped out. The cartels are getting uh, uh, rich off it. He doesn't give a flying crap about any of that, nor do anyone in the progressive movement. It's all about power. It's not about stopping the That's corruption true. of the cartels. It's not about uh, making sure that family, women, and children are safe from monsters. Are protected, obviously. But if you're George Soros, because he's the big money man on this progressive socialist movement, if you're Soros and his minions, and believe me, they are very well organized and well funded, who do you want as president? You want. You want Biden. Joe Biden. Because Biden yeah, Joe is Biden was a, to... Joe Biden was the perfect Trojan horse. Yes. So he's not going to be removed. He's not going to leave. The progressives and, and the media, corporate media, will, will support him to the end. Because he's not going to solve one single problem. Nothing. He's not going to uh, solve violent crime. He's going to surround gun stores. Oh, okay. He's not going to solve the border. He's not going to solve inflation. And Soros and the progressives want the economy to tank because when the economy tanks, the federal government has to run in, move in and run the economy, which is what socialism is. So this is all very logical. Biden is the perfect guy for the progressive movement. And, and it's so clear to me what is happening. And it's infuriating to me. And I just wonder how many of the 80 million plus Americans who pull the lever for Joe Biden are regretting it now. Even if you despise and hate Donald Trump, do you not see the destruction where we're headed here? Do you not see the dead people in the streets of our major cities? Do you not see millions of foreign nationals? coming into the United States, many of whom have COVID? Do you not acknowledge any of that? I don't and think they do, Bill. 
I think I think the problem is people like you, people like me, they have spent hundreds of millions of dollars to kill us by a thousand paper cuts. Anyone who is alternative media, anyone who uh, is a conservative voice has been killed through a thousand paper cuts by by the algorithms and by the George Soros's and the smears and the media matters and all of that crap. And so half of the country would never listen to you and I because they have already made up their mind. They've never listened to me or watched me ever before, but they know exactly who I am. They know exactly who Bill O'Reilly is. So that half of the country doesn't watch us. And they that half of the country also doesn't watch CNN or MSNBC because they don't believe it. They don't believe it. So where are they getting their news? I don't think they're getting it. I really well, don't. I have, to defer, I have to dissent a little bit because even the people who uh, disagree with us, a lot of them watch me because I'm so charming, all right, and handsome. And so just right. the cosmetics of it, and humble. they will watch. And, and sure. I want to say one thing, and we'll leave, we'll leave you, because uh, I know you have a lot of commercials to sell. and, and, and people. No, I've got, got a bigger name right? coming up in a minute, so. Go yeah, ahead. I know. I'm very, very humble to be on with you. But I provided Glenn Beck and his extended family, which numbers now, I think, in the hundreds, with uh, comp tickets to the Trump O'Reilly History Tour in Dallas. And uh, I, I, because uh, Beck is a buddy of mine, I was pleased to do it. But I, I have to say, you are the luckiest guy on earth, Beck, because every VIP ticket in Dallas, Houston, Fort Lauderdale and Orlando is sold out. Every Does that mean, wait, you didn't get my family VIP tickets. We don't have to be in the same room with you. I mean, we no, can sit in the dark in our own shame that we're there at a Bill O'Reilly event. But you're, you and we listen to you teams. talk, but we, we don't, we're not ever going to be get a picture with you or anything, are we? I hope we do. I mean, I'd like to oh, get, boy. I don't know if we can oh, fit that many people in a room, but we'll try. All right. But I want right, okay. to direct everybody to, to BillOReilly.com, where the Trump O'Reilly History Tour, there are nice seats available in all four venues. Just go there, and you'll see O'Reilly and Beck in Dallas. And it'll be uh, an amazing Christmas experience. It's right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to uh, tell you, Beck, how lucky you are. Well, I, I know that, Bill. I, I hear that from you every Friday, and it is a pleasure to have you on the program. Bill, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. It should prove to be a fascinating conversation with Bill O'Reilly and, uh, and uh, President Donald Trump. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Dave Rubin, uh, I believe, and Dave, help me out on this. I believe, I believe you may be an idiot savant, and here's why. You're a very smart man. Would you agree? First off, Glenn, I just appreciate the savant part. I didn't know where you were going with this. Uh, yeah, well, add I may be exaggerating on that on that half of it, um, but which. Would you agree you're a you're a relatively smart guy at least? I mean you're humble enough. Relatively. Relatively, yeah. you know. Relatively. Okay. And then you also will admit you still live in California. Idiot savant. <laughs> See what I mean? 
What the hell are you, you doing there still? Today. That's how you want to start us off today. Well, that's Glenn, where, yeah, as that's... you know, as you know, I have uh, moved my company locals.com to Florida. I have a couple businesses. I am trying to tie some things up. That being said, uh, the guy the guy that you had on your show, I believe yesterday, Larry Elder, who is my friend and in yeah. many ways one of the, one of the key guys in my political awakening. He is running for governor. And I said from the beginning, I mean, two months after the pandemic started and the crazy lockdowns and the violence on the streets, I was saying that I wanted to at least stay and fight for a little bit. Then the then the the recall actually worked to the point that we're going to get this election. And I want to stay and fight for Larry. After that, I mean, I think then the rubber the rubber That's uh, a good reason. fully met. That's a, yeah, I mean, I want to help Larry. All I do. Right. And I think if anyone can do it, it's him. I honestly believe that. And maybe there's no way. Maybe there's no chance. This this state. I'm not is giving. By the way, I'm not giving you savant savant. I'm not giving <laughs> you that. Okay. Um, does he does he really have a chance? Do you really think? Because he, I, when talking to him yesterday, I don't know if you heard the interview, but yeah, he was he was remarkable, and I really actually felt something I haven't felt for a while: hope. Hope. And yeah. It was a good well, feeling. Hope is a great feeling. Hope is the most important feeling, right? I mean, Shawshank Redemption, right? Like, you've got to have hope. And and I always, you know, like you, Glenn, I believe in the human spirit. I believe there's always a chance. Now, let's just put aside for a second that California is a deeply corrupt state, and they're trying to do more and more with mail-in ballots and all kinds of stuff. Let's just put all of the sort of granular stuff aside for a second. The truth Larry, Larry, Larry is the right guy to beat Gavin Newsom. Larry is born and bred here. He has an incredible personal story. He's a small L libertarian. Um, he He's really somebody that just wants the state to be open up. He'd like to lower some taxes, let people go about their lives. That really is the, the sum totality of it. On top of the fact that he's been fighting for these ideas on the radio and on YouTube and everywhere where he could for you know a couple decades at this point. And look, if he can get into one debate, if they can actually get it to where there's a debate with him and Gavin Newsom. I mean, this guy knows how to box. He knows how to oh, fight. Yeah, he does. And and by the way, people hate Gavin Newsom. It's not just, you know, there's a real framing that the Democrats are doing that's so happy. dangerous. It, yeah, they really do. But the Democrats are doing something so dangerous and dishonest. You may have seen this Elizabeth Warren ad that's flying all over the place right now. They're no. putting it over every every YouTube video where they're in, implying that this is somehow a Republican recall, a far right Republican Trump related recall. It is completely not true. I've been to many of the rallies to open up Los Angeles, open up the state and most of the people there and I talk to everybody, everybody comes up to me. Most of the people there, they're either Democrats who have been mugged by reality, meaning it's a Democrat governor that won't let them go to work, or they're completely apolitical people who maybe own a restaurant and they just want to live their lives. This is not a far-right recall. That We're not taking advantage of the recall process. It really has nothing to do with Trump or anything else. This is people who want to live, and it's a year and a half later after two weeks to flatten the curve, and Gavin Newsom is obviously thinking about lockdowns again. I mean, that's we can see that bubbling up just in the last couple of days. All right, so let's put back into the pot here uh, the truth that California is wildly corrupt. He's got $30 million already in his bank's uh, bank account to be able to run this re-election uh, or this this fight uh, to keep his uh, gubernatorial ship. Um, and Larry maxes out at $9 million. He's not allowed yeah. to raise more than $9 million. Um, it, 
and and just the that everyone in the media is in the bag for Gavin Newsom. Are they going to? Are are they goldfish? Are the people of California goldfish? In, do, in do, they certain, ha- do they have a long enough memory to to follow through on this now? In a certain regard, yes. Like they are goldfish, and they're just going to be picked off by Newsom and the media and everything else. But you know, one of the things I always talk about is how it's not just what the media talks about where they lie to us that's the problem. It's what they don't talk about. So, for example, mm. Gavin Newsom right now is being recalled. California is the biggest state in the union. This is not being covered on CNN. This is not being covered in Washington Post or in the New York Times. They don't even cover it, so the average person doesn't even realize this is happening. It doesn't mean that the average person who lives in Jersey, you know, obviously they can't vote in a California re-election, but it shows spirit. It shows spirit that 1.7 million Californians signed this thing in the middle of a pandemic, which by the way, you couldn't do online. You had to physically sign something. And I signed it myself. You had to physically sign paper. And if literally, if your pen touched the line above or below, it was invalidated. So we know that that hundreds of thousands of signatures got invalidated, but we still got to about 1.7 signatures to get rid of this Amazing. guy. So look, the state the state is corrupt, and you're completely right about the money situation. Gavin basically has an unlimited war chest, and Larry is handicapped. But you know, in the last poll that I saw, Larry is at about 16%. There's about 41 candidates, I think, running against Gavin. Pretty much nobody else has above four. The Caitlyn Jenner thing is an absolute joke. She's actually in in mm. Australia doing Big Brother right now. I don't know if you had heard about that. So that thing's no. a fraud. A fraud. And I think what will happen is they will all coalesce around Larry, and then the moderates. You know, there were there used to be California conservatives, right? Ronald Reagan came from California. We had a recall election. We got Arnold Schwarzenegger. There are plenty of moderates, and if you take those people, you add some libertarians, you add some disaffected liberals, you add the Trump people. It's possible. It's possible. That's unbelievable. Dave Rubin tweeted yesterday, they want federal vaccine mandates now for vaccines, which are clearly not working as promised just weeks ago. People are getting and transmitting COVID despite the vaccine. Plus, now they're preparing us for booster shots. A sane society would take a pause, but we don't live in a sane society. Now, he was uh, he was banned from Twitter for violating the policy on spreading misleading and potentially harmful information related to COVID-19. Uh, Dave re- reacted to Twitter saying, yeah, they're lying. Can you take us through this? Yeah, well, first, Glenn, let me address the the last two lines that I said there before we get into the nitty gritty of of the facts. Uh, A sane society would take a pause. We do not live in a sane society. I purposely framed that tweet in a way to just say, hey, guys, there's a lot happening right now. Can we can we talk about some of this? Can we have an honest conversation about what's going on with the vaccines and why we're suddenly masking people with vaccines and everything else? So the idea that I was trying to be inflammatory here just on its face is, is sort of ridiculous. Um, To just back up for one other thing, I did subsequently delete the tweet because they give you, they tell you that if you delete it, you'll only be suspended for 12 hours. If you want to fight the suspension, you could be suspended for an unlimited amount of time. And as you know, today's a big day for me because we're announcing my next book. And I just felt that I I had to do that. That being said, I have tweeted out the screenshots again. And I want to thank you guys and The Blaze because you just read the tweet right now on air. And we know that Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, said that if you're banned on one site, you should be banned on all. 
so this is not without risk to you too, and I, I know you're a guy who, who takes risks, so I appreciate that. As for the three points that I made in the tweet, well, they're all true, and by the way, I've just this morning tweeted out screenshots from USA Today, Washington Post, and CNN confirming all of the things that I said, so we can go through all of them. The vaccines are clearly not working as promised just weeks ago. Well, we all know that because Joe Biden a month ago said if you put on the ma uh, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Well, now they're telling us to have the vaccine and be masked. And there are all these studies popping up now that uh, they're not 95 percent effective. There's one study, I think, out of Israel right now where it's closer to 40 percent in some cases. So that's just true. And, and by the way, they always tell us, let's follow the science. So if the science has changed and we're realizing that they're not as effective, well, then, OK, let's continue to follow the science. So that's number one. Uh, number two, people are getting and transmitting COVID despite vax. Okay, fine. Uh, plus, now they're prepping us for booster shots. Well, we know that. Pfizer's doing a study right now, and I, I think also in Israel they're doing a third shot already. Uh, and as far as the vaccine mandate, the federal vaccine mandate, Joe Biden said that himself yesterday. He said they're looking into mm -hmm. it yesterday. And again, don't take my word for any of this. I, I screenshot the, uh, the headlines from, from CNN, Washington Post, and USA Today. So are they getting bans from Twitter? So I no, think people get what's going on here. Uh, okay, so um, uh, glad to, to know that you are uh, back. I, I wish you wouldn't have deleted the tweet, but I completely understand the situation that you're in with a, with a new book that you are putting out because that will reach a lot more people than that stupid tweet, you know. Or and by the way, this is exactly what the do. book is about, right? Like, as you know, I mean, the, the book is about surviving and thriving in our woke dystopia. I'll let you I'll let you be the announcer of the book title, but that's the that's the subtitle of the book. And that's the point that we now are subjected to the arbitrary whims of big tech, corporate media, and really the Democratic Party. They've become one thing. Oh, and one other interesting piece on this, Glenn, I was actually live on Fox News with Judge Jeanine saying just that when the ban kicked in. So, you know, I'm not a I'm not a private investigator, but you think something might be going on here? So uh, uh, Dave Rubin wrote his last book was Don't Burn This Book. Uh, this one is Don't Burn This Country. And tell me about it. Yeah, well, look, I did not intend on writing a second book. I, I loved writing the first book. I really enjoyed it. And then the book came out last year in April in the middle of the pandemic, and the country was literally on fire. Uh, the country was on fire because there were riots all over the place. We were watching defunding the police, crime escalate, everything else. And I thought, wow, you know, in, in Don't Burn This Book, I laid out what my political beliefs are. Uh, we've discussed this many times, my, my classically liberal political beliefs that are, that are generally libertarian or sort of small c conservative, something like that. And then I thought, well, okay, I laid out my beliefs, but now we're still watching the country burn. And by the way, we're watching books burn because you know they're trying to ban all sorts of books. I know you've talked to Abigail Schreier about irreversible mm -hmm. damage when she talks about young girls transitioning. I mean, we know that they're- it's crazy. You know, put, there's just an endless amount of stuff. These are not book burnings in a traditional sense, but they're digital book burnings of sorts. And I thought, well, there it has makes to be as a much. Next uh, don't, step. don't I don't even want to address that. That is like the Fed saying, "We're not printing money. We're digitizing yeah. money. We live in a digital world, man." And that Gosh. right there, Glenn, the way they play with language is is part of yes. what the book is about. So the point of, of the first book was to lay out what I believe and why I believe it. This book really is about the things that you can do in this 
technologically charged madness that we live in, in a time when the government is coming for everyone and everything, and in a time when speaking simple truths, as I did in that tweet that you just read, are suddenly extremely dangerous. I wanna give people the tools to not be afraid and not think so that the government they? has to solve all of your problems. Well, in many cases, I mean, first, just a little bravery. I mean, I go into this quite extensively. A little bit of bravery, like, there are too many people that just think that this thing will pass them by. Well, we're a year and a half off uh, two weeks to flatten the curve, and I'm pretty sure every single one of your viewers, Glenn, and probably you too, and, and probably Stu and everyone else, if we could all just go like this and snap and go back to say January 2020 before any of this, we'd all probably do it. Even some of the people that really hated Trump would probably do it. And what does that tell you? We had something so precious. And doesn't it feel like it's almost gone? Doesn't it feel like right now the American experiment is just being absolutely ripped away and there aren't enough people standing up for it? There are a couple, there are a couple, but there aren't enough. But, but the point is nobody's coming to save us. We have to save ourselves. People think, oh, there'll be some great political leader that will save me. No, no you, you're the no. answer. Yeah, I will tell tell you, Dave, that um, a, a, I think you're right, but I don't think that people um, I think people have been trained to think it has to be something big. It has to be something national. No, it doesn't. Um, if if you don't stand up in your own business, if your boss comes to you and says you have to uh, take this anti white course and you have to examine your own feelings and then step in front of everybody and say why you have privilege and all that bull crap. If you don't stand up against it, if you just go along, um, you've missed the opportunity. And I don't, I don't, uh, uh, you know, I don't expect everybody to do it alone. But if you have 5% of your company, and I think it's more than that, but if you could get, get 5% of the people to say, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, and you base it on, true american principles the bill of rights um i think you could make a huge difference but it requires all of us to do it well glenn that's why this is about the individual and that's why i believe in a bottom-up society you know for example right here in los angeles the sheriff has said he's not going to arrest anyone over this new mask mandate. He said it's anti-science and we're not gonna waste the resources. Okay, so the sheriff, he's just one man, but he did one thing. And what that then does is it empowers a small business owner who's been under assault from Gavin Newsom and Eric Garcetti, our mayor, for the last year and a half. It inspires them to say, you know what, maybe I will open my doors and let people make decisions for themselves and make a decision for myself. And then that inspires perhaps the parent who's at the, the school board meeting when they're putting critical race theory in to say, I will stand up. And then more and more people will stand up. That's the only way we get out of this. And I would also add one other thing to that, which is, as you know, I toured with Jordan Peterson. And one of the things that people would ask him all the time, young people would say, uh, you know, I'm in college right now. And if I tell my professor in a paper, let's mm. say, what I, what I really believe, if I go against what they're teaching us, really, you know, the propaganda that they're teaching us, I'm not gonna get the grade. 
And Jordan would say something that I think is, is exactly what we all need right now, which is that if you lie once, if you lie once for the grade, or you lie once because you think the mob won't come after you, or it's buying you some time, or something like that, that will be the hardest time it is to lie. And then every time after that, it will be easier and easier and easier. And he would say that four years later, after you're out of college, you won't even remember the person who lied in the first place. And we're all sort of playing along with these lies. We know big tech is censoring us. We know the government is lying to us. We know it's fueled by corporate media, but we all keep playing. And I think perhaps if we, if we play a little less, maybe get off some of these big tech platforms. I mean, you know, I started locals.com. Just do something in your life to no longer participate in the lie. They call us the liars as as they promulgate the big lies. It's uh, it's quite apparent to me that they self-diagnose every time they yep. say that person is this. They're self-diagnosing. They see what's in them and project it it's it's quite an amazing thing dave rubin the name of the book is don't burn this country uh you can order it now at amazon.com or wherever books are sold dave thank you very much have a good month we'll talk to you in a month see you in september my friend na, 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 na.